Welcome back to Walk Me Through This. We are wrapping up the series on how do you know you're doing the work? And so we're wrapping up this one with talking about how do we keep the joy? Because how do you know you're doing the work? Well, as Don told us, it's really hard. <laughs> And it's not fun. And you have to ask some tough questions. So first episode, we kind of framed what is the work? How do we get there? Then he gave us some great questions to ask ourselves to know if we're doing the work. And spoiler alert, we're probably not. Then he told us um, in the third one, we we jumped into, you know, what are questions we can ask to ourselves and to others as we start doing that hard work? And it's all good stuff because the work is worth it. But dang, it's hard. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, we need that. So I said we need to do like a pep talk because it is worth it, but it is hard. Yeah. Uh, God has made us, again, we're speaking as Christians. Mm-hmm. And God has made us to enjoy doing work. So you take the Genesis framework again. God creates the world. God saw what he made and said, this is good. Mm-hmm. And then he gets to the end. You get to the end of chapter one, you know, the six days of creation, culminating with the, the creation of man and woman in his image. And God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And then chapter two, he places Adam in the garden. Eve is brought to him. There's a garden wedding, as it were, and they are placed in the garden to till. And I think it's generally understood that God has... Uh, fashioned us with hands and feet and, and shoulders and, and legs and, and minds to work. Work is intrinsic to what it means to be human. We are workers. Hmm. And there is something in us that, that is seen most clearly and, and cleanly in children with their early artwork. Hmm. Mommy, mommy, look what I made. Hmm. Now, observed from the framework of of you know the great masters well this is clearly child's art but why does our child know to be proud of that big circle with two lines sticking out which represent your arms coming out of your ears right mm-hmm. and then and a little bit of scraggle which says mommy you know and no scraggle which says daddy right mm-hmm. how does the child know that we are made to to delight in work we do and so and we and, and so this is part of what happens in the school years is you know we lay work on kids you know their homework some are have greater aptitude for science math others have aptitude for language and art mm-hmm. etc but there's a joy that comes in doing work and so it's rec- it's it's coming at this effort this interior work with the thought of a worker Mm. now is work hard yes because of the fall with the sweat of your brow adam thorns and thistles okay you have done the work of producing two beautiful children Mm -hmm. okay we and what what do we call you go into labor what's another word for labor Work. work And yet your labor was hard, but out of it is the fruit, life. You have brought forth from your body. You have brought forth two beautiful children. Wow. It was hard. It was painful. 
it was long. There was nine months before. You know. So mm-hmm. let that, that, I think that almost stands as an image or a metaphor. Mm-hmm. And so same way, the, the, the farmer, Adam, goes out to plow the North 40. There is a, there's a joy in labor, the, the ache of the body after plowing the, the, the field, and then you plant, and then, you know, I'm thinking of Jay Yankee right now. You know, I'm thinking of Jay and Sonia. Just what, you know, the beauty of what they do in terms of, you know, harvesting the earth, the fruit mm-hmm. of the earth. I mean, you could use creation if the, there's the joy in the creation because sometimes Correct. work, you know, people like, the, you know, but it's that there's joy in creating. And so the the fruit of this work is you becoming more mm. and more the person God has created you to be. And that's the priceless. And it, this is, and it's renewed in Christ. And, and so as you're being put back together, you are becoming more than you were before. And so the joy is in, and so, and, and then some of the joy is, I just appreciate being in a situation where I used to react and fly off the handle. And guess what? I don't react and fly off the handle anymore. I'm free. And so there's a, there's a freedom and a liberty that comes in those settings. And so as we do the work, again, and I'm going to stretch this out over time. We, yeah. we often, so you plow, you don't see the, the, yeah. the corn stalk, you know, two days later. You know, I've got the acorns going right now in the children's message. I'm still waiting for that puppy to sprout. Come on, man. You can do it. But the joy when that, I I pray it comes up, you know, to see that oak tree, that first little sprout. I'm going to be excited because I prepared the soil and I planted the acorn, but it's God who gives the growth, right? I mean, that's the, the scripture. So there is this. This sense of as we give ourselves to this work over time, we get in conversation. There's the joy of Christian fellowship, of of just the honor and, and blessing it is to be in conversation with other people, to know they're praying for you and you begin to pray for them. God has designed us so that we experience deep joy as we share our lives. The, the biblical word is koinonia. Mm-hmm. It is fellowship. It's a fellowship in the Holy Spirit. And when we hit, you know, you're plowing and all of a sudden, oh, my mm. gosh, I'm, I'm holding like I'm holding the old hand plow. OK, <laughs> yeah. you know, so and it sometimes is hard. But sometimes there's a rock under the mm. surface and the and all of a sudden, boom, we're plowing. <laughs> sometimes labor to bring a child here. Oops, they're in breach position. Oh, they got to cut me open. Yeah. I'll get this kid out. OK, sometimes there's complications yeah. in this East of Eden world. And so. We then have to do more work to get through this little stretch. And I think that's typically what happens. You know, yeah. we're taught the things that we're that when we hit that 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 rock, as it were. Mm-hmm. So Oh, I was just about to ask you a question, but I yep. answered it. So I'm gonna okay. share and you speak in, like I always ask you to. So I was gonna ask you, okay, so how do we keep how do we either keep the joy or keep the faith or what have mm-hmm. you? Because mm-hmm. when you start doing the hard work, mm-hmm. it gets really depressing. And so what I was thinking, though, is I was like, oh, man, that goes back to my example I used with my friend who said, oh, honey, like, mm-hmm. it's going to get hard again. But the game changer was, one, we talked about it openly, mm-hmm. honestly, mm-hmm. praying for me. And so that when that hard time hit, she had already spoken into me those words of encouragement that when you think it is not working, when you think it is, you know, the mm-hmm. end of, you mm-hmm. know, that feeling, mm-hmm. that's normal. You push through that. Correct. 
And so it's like, so I was thinking, and I want you to speak more into that, but it just, it keeps going back to those questions from the last uh, episode we just did, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. where you said, are you talking to people? Are you Mm -hmm. doing this? Mm -hmm. Because that goes back to, if you're not doing all those things, that's those pieces of the puzzle. See, I would, uh, you you said a few moments ago that doing the work is depressing. And I would say, I would, I would, I would. Push scratching back on the that. surface yeah because i totally like there's joy when you see yeah the so fruits. when we're not doing the work and all we're experiencing is the yucky feelings yes. that's depressing yes but when, exactly how do you push through that that's what i want to talk so so that's the so we gather the resources yeah and so what resources have you gathered around you what people because Getting entrusted conversation with other people in an earnest, honest, searching, I invite you to speak into my life and tell me truth, that will always produce a measure of joy, sometimes greater, sometimes lesser. But there will be a deep sense of affirmation in the presence of another because God has made it so. When yeah. two or, or more, more gather, gather in my name, there I am in the mm-hmm. midst. Mm-hmm. Jesus Amen. manifests himself in that conversation in the power of his spirit. Truth is told. And so, yes, the depressing part is I am so screwed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need help. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the depressing piece. Where do I start? I'm going to get in conversation with a trusted person and the degree to which what enables us, gives us the fuel to keep going forward is that, hey, that was good. Mm. There was insight. I feel better, but but more importantly, I feel known. I feel recognized in I a feel way. Seen. I feel seen in a way that I haven't been seen before. And I allowed somebody to speak a truth to me, and it kind of hurt because you know sometimes you receive that truth and go, "Ouch!" Mm. Instead of going back to depression, it's like, God, this is part of that. This is you know, this is the surgeon cutting mm. to heal, right? So. I talk a lot about wanting people to feel connected and seen. That's kind of part of my, mm-hmm. my mission statement. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you just said that about when we feel seen, it gives us the hope to keep going because mm-hmm. you know that you're not the only one who's experiencing mm-hmm. those feelings or you're not the only broken person. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole thing is that if we we sh- if kind of spread that message – and so I want to pull back around to where we were in our last conversation. The thing is not the thing and, and praying the Psalms. Mm-hmm. So 150 friends. Mm-hmm. I think John Calvin wrote about the Psalms as an anatomy of the soul. Mm. So every human emotion, every situation we find there. And so as we learn to pray the Psalms, so now we're – so one of the resources, the trusted friends that we enlist is God himself. The psalmist becomes our friend. They give us, these psalms give us language when I do not even know how to articulate my pain, my frustration, my anger, my despair, my hope, my joy, my my thrill. It's all in there. Don't worry. It's all. It's so comforting because when you see the angry stuff, if you're angry, it makes you feel normal and seen. You can shake your fist at God because they shook their mm-hmm. fist at God. Go, okay, so I'm not the only one who's felt this way. So, so the, the, the pep talk is the work is worth it. Uh-huh. You, you, you plow and over time you're going to have a harvest. Mm. Um, you, you, you labor and you have a child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and so this thing that we call doing the work, again, 
it's over time. We we need to you know be assured that we're mm-hmm. not short circuiting it, mm-hmm. which is why I say most of us aren't doing the work because mm-hmm. we expect. I planted my seed. Where's my fruit tree? You know. Well, that's why I love that spiral staircase analogy. I'm so glad you brought that up again because it's just, you know, we want – all of us want to arrive. I mean, there's a reason – you know, what is it the destiny? You know, it's the journey, mm-hmm, not the destination. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you hear mm-hmm. that quote all the time, but we all want to get to the destination. Sure. We all want to figure our stuff out. But it's just – it's that continual staircase. I think part of the reason we want to get there faster is that um, part of the lie that we tell ourselves and that we live with in this world is that life is in the destination. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-mm. Life is in the work mm-hmm. because that's where we encounter the Redeemer. We are in need of redemption. So we meet Jesus in the place of brokenness. So mm-hmm. we meet him in the valleys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the mountaintop. We all want the mountaintop. But really, you ask anybody, anybody Anywhere. Mm-hmm. When did you feel closest to God? Oof, right after heartbreak. It's always in the valley. And so if he promises to meet us in the valley, we know already experientially we feel closest to him in the valley. He surrounds us with people and says the healing comes when you confess to one another and pray for one another. Then why don't we run towards this work? That's our human condition because of sin and the fall. Exactly, exactly. And so Mm -hmm. the degree to which, you know, your ministry continues to be successful, you invite people to be seen. You help them. You're a bridge builder. You're connecting people in the community. Mm -hmm. and, and, And so this thing you're finding a joy i remember pre-podcast samantha mm-hmm. right oh, yeah. we we had the conversation you know you're a podcaster <laughs> you know well i was already planning on and so and so to yeah. I, I part of my joy is just this thing that's now mm-hmm. happening this conversation mm-hmm. but watching you thrive watching you mm-hmm. um enjoy i i love cheering you you know from yeah. a distance the bridge building you're doing yeah. in the community and with others and so but this is just this, I think, last conversation. Mm-hmm. The thing is not the thing. Life is a scavenger hunt. Well, and I mean, <laughs> I've kind of shared this is that for me with the podcast, I thought – so for what God's been doing in my life for 2020, I thought the podcast was for other people. Mm, nah. And 2020 showed me, oh, like it's for me. And that's why this, you know, for us doing these podcasts – I, my, you know, our hope and prayer is that this helps other people. And for it's just it's that moving of the needle. If this just helps spark one new thought, one new conversation, you know, one new something. But dang, I get to sit here and have this and I get to have this pointed conversation. Yeah. And I'm more vocal now with the effects that the podcast has had on me and my family because – like you, it's just, that's part of it. You always think it's for others, and like, dang it, God, it's for me. So when I'm looking at like wanting to help and change others to solve my problems, correct? Like, dang, it always comes back. Like my so own stuff to work out. You said earlier about Sunday morning preaching, and like I'm speaking right to you. Mm-hmm. You know who I'm preaching to? You yourself. Preaching for myself. Yep. 
And uh, old old proverb, one person's journey is every person's journey. Exactly. And so the reason— ah, The universal truths, that's what I say. The, the reason it connects with you is because I'm speaking to my heart. Yeah. And so as I'm, spe- as I'm speaking as authentically as I know how, doing the work, I'm kind of working out my thoughts in the pulpit, which sounds very narcissistic and very self-centered, but I think there's a truth to yeah. the preacher has to preach first to themselves. Yeah, well, because that's the, that's the whole thing, though, and that's where I feel like with me, with my podcast taught me, I thought, let me, sp-, you know, I'm doing this service. I will bring wisdom <laughs> yes. from on high. And and I, I and in my own defense, it's because all of those conversations spoke to me, you know, mm-hmm. and that's why I wanted to share mm-hmm. them with people in hopes that it would speak to others. Mm-hmm. But it's that, you know, but we also talk about you can't, you can't help others like unless you've helped yourself. And you and and that's why I, I, like writers, speakers, all of that. The good ones, the ones who are making those differences, is it's because it's their own stuff. They're doing the work. Yeah. And so there are some songs that you hear them and it speaks to your soul. And that's a song that's probably written out of a place of human totally. crisis and thing. And then there are some songs that are just – and they're just supposed to be woohoo, you know. Uh-huh. Um, and, and there's some – Books that you read, yes, and, and some books you read and go, those had all the right words, but didn't. But have there the was heart. no oomph. Yep, there was no there there. This is a really silly um, example, but Taylor Swift. Yeah, I, I am a Taylor Swift. T Swift. And um, I remember listening to an interview of hers, and I mean, this is at least ten years ago. And she was she had just written an album, and she was talking about she wrote a love song, and she was talking to another artist who had written a love song, and she said, "Oh my gosh, you know, like, you must have been so in love when she wrote that song. You know, who were you in love with?" Because she was trying to get this other artist, and the other artist was like, "Nobody. Like I wrote that from a dreamy perspective." And that was, you know, T. Swift before all of her relationships. Correct. When she was writing love songs about, you know, Romeo and Juliet and marry me and everything was so just blah. And now that she's had real life, I listen to her music and other people might still not be a fan and that's okay. But for me, because she has gone through some stuff, it's like you feel like, yes, this is so much more authentic than right. the bubblegum stuff. Absolutely. And that's like a silly pop culture example, but like. But this is how God intends it to be. The yes. reason the psalmists speak to our souls is yes. because it is born out of the deep existential wrestling yes. before the living God. And that's why when you realize that the people in the Bible, they're not perfect, they're human. Yeah. Like there's a shirt, it's like, it's it, it names all the people I can't even think, but be like this, be like that, and it's like, well, um, <laughs> I mean, we're all human, yeah. and that's the that's why the more you dig into scripture, I think, coming from someone who often asks questions like, well, how do I know? How do I know I'm reading the right? You yeah. know, but just seeing them as more and more human for me is more comforting. Yeah, because it's yeah. more attainable. Uh, our goal can. is it's a, 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 a bit overused phrase, but to be you know. The best version of ourselves, mm-hmm. but the best version of ourselves as God intends it is to be done in Christ, Samantha in Christ. So only in relationship with Christ can we become the deepest, fullest expression of ourselves. So it's in Christ, in that relationship where we then are loved, mm-hmm. we are accepted, we are forgiven, 
we are already healed, you could argue pretty mm-hmm. strongly theologically. Yeah. We're living into, the goal is to live into something. So, so the work is forward-looking and not backward-looking. We do look backwards. <gasps> That's huge. But the, the work is forward-looking. You're not digging up all this past hurt to harm yourself. We've covered that. It's to help. But you're not doing it for the past. You're doing it for the future. Who I am becoming. And so this is the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit. This We're really talking, the theological rubric for this is sanctification. Uh. We are becoming from one degree of glory to another into the image of Christ. Oh, so, so thank you for the opportunity is sanctification. That's it. That's <laughs> exactly what it is. God, you have provided another opportunity to encounter you and your power in your healing work in our lives. Consider it all joy when you encounter oh, trials of every kind, yes. you know. God is working all things for the good of those who love him and are called according mm-hmm. to his purpose. This is the language. It's always forward-looking, mm-hmm. and that's called hope. Hope mm-hmm. is a, not a wishful thinking of the future. It's a confident, God, you are making me into something other than I am now or a fuller, deeper expression. Thank you. I want to then cooperate. And so Philippians chapter 2, work out with fear and trembling your salvation because God is at work within you to will and do his good pleasure. It's this picture of co-operating, your will operating with the will of God in this this redemptive, sanctifying, doing the work um, process. Too much, Don. We've covered some ground. We have covered some ground. It's a lot. I feel like this is one where there's just so much unpacking, but I love that you have the questions to kind of start because I think this is something that I know I am already like, I need to re-listen to this. It's just – but that's life though, right? Like, And that's the spiral staircase. It's like we have to just – and that's why I love that how you can – you know, it's the Bible is the obvious example if we're in the Christian context of this. But anything, it's like you get something out of it at one point, mm-hmm. and then you come back at another time. And it's if you imagine it on the staircase, Correct. it's like, and we can only handle so much. So it's like, what is this meant to kind of lead us to? It's yeah. it's like that spotlight. You yeah. know, it's kind of moving yep. us. Yep. If if we saw the whole thing, it's <laughs> no too much. So it's just that, you know what, it's just one and knowing and having that hope. I love that you wrapped it up with hope. If we have that hope, that's what keeps hmm. us really going. Hmm. So thank you, Don. Amen. Thank you so much for walking me through this and walking others through this. And I look forward to, you know, continuing the conversation. Um, but this wraps up our series on how do we know we're doing the work. And just like everything, it just opens up lots of other conversations (laughs) so we will keep it going so thank you so much yeah you're welcome thank you that was the greatest thing i've ever heard